back, coming to you live from Summerton, Philadelphia, continuing over here with Or Yisrael. We are in the middle of Mirtav Ches, um, up to the paragraph that begins Nimtzah, Nimtzah Lefizeh. And Rabbi Yisrael is advising us, trying to give us the easier ways to do tshuva, even though there's no easy tshuva, but, and there's no shortcuts to tshuva for sure. Uh, however, we want to try to make things easier, not more difficult. There's, there's, there's a, uh, Shuva, which is extremely difficult, and Shuva, which is not as extremely difficult. And that's definitely where we want to start. And as we saw again yesterday, Shuva means change. Shuva means real change. Shuva means sustainable change. Shuva means a fundamental core change. That's going to last, you know, hopefully. Maybe even. Until next year, Yom Kippur. Who knows? But that's what real Shuva is. And it's got to be sustainable. It's got to be practical. And therefore, Rabbi Yisrael advises us, start with the Kalois. Start with the Averis that are Kalois. And for two reasons. A, as Rabbi Yisrael has already established, a Yid stands to get punished a lot more for the Averis that are easier to, to uh, handle, easier to deal with, the challenges that are easier to overcome, that I don't overcome nevertheless. Those are the ones that you're going to get punished for much more. Kosh Shal. Love on as we established and proved this from the Gemara Menachas, get punished much more severely and brutally for Averis that were easier to avoid. Well, like, why'd you have to do that? You didn't have to do that. It's been so easy for you not to do. So you're gonna get punished never you're gonna get punished a lot more. So hey, that's why I want to set my sights first because those are the Chaval Averis. Chaval, like why'd you have to do that? But B those are the, the, the Averis that are much easier to work out to conquer, and the, which will create long-lasting, sustainable change. When I just stop and ask myself, like over the course of my day, Rabbi Saul said it could be dozens and dozens of things every single day that I'm doing that, that are incorrect, that are wrong, that I simply don't have to do. Now, he's going to, once we're in the, the, the theme and on the topic of Kalos versus Kvedis, light versus heavy Averis, the more, the, 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 uh, Minor versus major, in terms of the struggle, Rabbi Yisrael says, not so fast. Before we get carried away in us, on our own, kind of ascertaining what's minor and what's major, Rabbi Yisrael throws out the following caveat. Nimsel de We can now establish, categorize all the mitzvahs Minor and major. Easy and difficult. Kalos means the ones that are easier to avoid, easy to fulfill. And Kvedis, the ones that are difficult to avoid, difficult to fulfill. V'neim pratim rabim kanel. And amongst them, and how, 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 rather, how you make this assessment um, is very complicated. A lot of details. It's very subjective. It goes into who I am, how I'm built. For me, I have a challenge that you don't have. You have challenges that I don't have. And that's all taken into account in establishing this, this uh, categorization. Asher lefamim yita ha'adam v'zeh. Says Rishol, some of the most chilling lines in all of recorded halachic history over here. Says Rishol, you can make a mistake. Actually, it's easy to make a mistake as to how to make the call and categorization between minor and major averis. And I could see the I could say the following: V'savar ki adaver atzlei begedar kvedis. I might reason to myself, well, this Avera is very difficult to resist. I have a certain tendency in a certain area, an addiction in a certain area, a predilection towards a certain area. I have tendencies to do something that I know I shouldn't be doing. 
whether it's controlling my speech, controlling my eyes, controlling my fists, controlling my feet. I have, you know, struggles. That when it comes to the mitzvah, I have issues doing this mitzvah. It's hard for me to get my feet into motion, to get myself to the base medrash, to get myself to shul. It's hard for me to sit down and get myself in front of a gemara. Hard for me to do this mitzvah with any particular appendage of mine. And for sure, the harder it is, the more reward I'm going to get. And as we said, the more difficult it is to overcome the Aveira, the more I'm pulled. It is so hard for me to control my mouth. It's so hard for me to not say things that I shouldn't say. And as we mentioned, the more difficult it is for me to control it. The less punishment I get for that particular Aveira, because it's less of a transgression, less of an offense, because it's harder for me to control. And I might... Make this cheshen and nefesh. I'm going to look at myself. I'm going to hold up the mirror. And I'm going to say, okay, let me look at all my struggles. Let me look at where things are easier and things are hard. This is the list of Avers that are very hard for me. These tendencies, these predilections, these propensities are very difficult for me to overcome. So these are clearly my kvedas. Because it's so hard for me to not do this and that Avera and the other Avera. And these mitzvahs are very hard, are, 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 are very hard for me to fulfill. I'll make the cheshen based on my own experience. Says the Yisrael, that's not so simple, not so simple. That's not necessarily the measuring stick, the yardstick, and the centimeter stick over here for me to establish this. I can have an aver which is very hard for me to resist, a temptation which is very difficult but I wasn't born that way. I wasn't born with this challenge. That's not the Mir Bashaft. He didn't make me with this challenge. He didn't make me with this struggle. I promise this because I schlepped it onto myself. I got myself into trouble. I toyed with temptation. And I played with the pull of the Yetzir Hara. And I lured. The, the Yetzirah upon myself. I wasn't born, I didn't have the, you know, issues over here. I wasn't, you know, uh, uh, created as such. I wasn't part of my natural operating mode to have struggles in this particular area. Why do I have struggles? Because I, I um, made a series of bad decisions. I made a series of bad moves. I went down a path that developed this, this, this temptation within myself. Now the matter became very difficult for me. I wasn't born that way, I wasn't made that way. But just through my lifestyle and my choices and my indulgences, now it became very difficult. And we could use the term addiction over here. Yes, we could be talking about an addictive behavior. You have a guy who wasn't born an alcoholic. He didn't have al- alcoholic tendencies. He didn't see that growing up. Um... And he didn't have any natural uh, tendencies to drink, but he develops a bad habit of drinking. And he becomes addicted to alcohol, becomes an alcoholic, we call this person. And now it's very difficult for him to kick the habit. Very, very difficult. And people that develop substance abuse issues and have substance 
dependencies <laughs> have a very difficult time kicking the habit. You know, and this is an insight into Averis. We all know that. Many Averis are like this as well. They develop addictive behaviorisms, addictive patterns and addictive tendencies. And once something becomes addictive, it's very difficult to kick the habit. Be it cigarettes, be it drinking, be it any other kind of vice that becomes an addiction, it's very difficult to kick that habit. And my alcoholism could be getting me into trouble, could be making me do Averis. And now I want to kick the habit. And I stand before the Rebbeinu Shalaylam during Elul, on Rosh Hashanah, on Yom Kippur, and I say, Rebbeinu Shalom, I really w- want to try being a better Yid. I don't want to have an alcohol issue anymore. I don't have these Averis that I'm addicted to. But you know and I know that it's so hard for me. And I know that Rebbe Shalom says a famous Yisoid, that something that's difficult, I'm, I'm held less accountable. And I feel like, you know, this is 99% out of my control, only 1% of my control. I'm going to do my best, but I'm relying on the security that Rabbi Sol's principles give me, that since I'm only 1% really in control over here, I'm only going to be 1% accountable. I'm going to do my best, Rabbi Shalom, but I know there's 99% out of my control. Is this, is this indeed the case? That this person is going to be 99% unaccountable because it's 99% out of his control? So, Rabbi Sol, no. No. Because the reason why it's 99% out of his control is because something was 100% in his control. It was within his control not to become addicted to begin with. It was within his control not to go down that path. It was within his control not to make those bad decisions. So how does the Rebunisholim look at it? The Rebunisholim says, I don't look at you as the addict. I look at you I look at you as the guy that I created. You were created clean. You were created innocent. You were created someone that didn't have these tendencies, these avarice that, that are now so ingrained and embedded into your essence that's so hard for you to kick these habits that's not how I made you you did that to yourself it was your own decision and that was your own bad decision so it is viewed in Shemaim as Kalos not as Kvedis which is terrifying not just chilling not just frightening but it's like terrifying debilitating disemboweling this is absolutely frightful over here we could have an Aveira that's very, very difficult for us. But if it's an Aveira that we welcomed, we opened the door to that Aveira. Whatever that temptation is, whatever that Nisayan is. And we're not referring to any one particular Nisayan and any one particular temptations. And all these books that come that are dropped off for free in CBS or anywhere that talk about the struggle of our generation, the battle of our door, they, all these books should be delivered straight to Geniza, Rabbi Isai. Put them in Seamus. Put them in Seamus. There's a lot of temptations that we have. A lot of struggles that our generation has. The struggle of our generation, yeah, that's the Shulchan Aruch, no? Our struggle is because even came Shulchan Aruch. We came down to, like, uh, these people, I mean, you know, Gemara tells us, that all Torah can be boiled into three minutes. Well, you have to be a Navi, a Navi can do that, yes, good. But there's no such thing as one Avera suddenly becoming the struggle of our generation. We're talking about all temptations, all struggles, there's lots of struggles out there. Not to diminish any of them, but not to over-exaggerate any of them either. Not to inflate any of this one. But this is, again, someone delivers, knocks at your door, and gives you a book and says, I want this, you have this book for free. Um, a book about the struggle of our generation. Such a wonderful book. The Battle of Our Door. I want you to have it for free. Someone shows up at your door. You know what you do? You give him a donation. Here's a donation for you to take the book back. Right? A donation for you to take the book into Geniza. I we're digressing a little bit now. But yes, yeah, someone dropped off like two dozen of these books the other day. Um, they have to be delivered to Seamus. These books. There's a lot we have to work on. 
And when we make, uh, when we're distracted in, 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 in confusing it into one particular area, then that's really that's mamish, ma'isa uh, satan, confusing and confounding us. There's so much that we have to work on. A lot of things, a lot of things, and every generation has battles, and and we have lots of battles. But let's get back to yourself, please, Rabbi. Please, please, let's return to the issue at hand. A a a a terrifying yesod. What's considered to be callous and kvedis, minor and major averis, are set by my natural wiring, my natural, my natural um, makeup. How Hakadosh Baruch Hu made me, and everyone's made different. Some people naturally want to sleep in. Some people naturally are energized. They don't. They can't sleep. They are jumping out of bed before the crack of dawn. Some people love to learn. Some people hate to learn. Some people love to give tzedakah. Some people hate to give tzedakah. Some people love to be helpful. Some people hate to be helpful. Some people love to make others happy. Some people love to make others sad. And everyone's built differently. That's right. And what Kal and Kaved, in terms of what I'm held accountable for, is dependent on how Hashem made me. Not how I warped, twisted, and perverted myself. Somebody perverted himself, warped and twisted himself, and made something that wasn't really a temptation, but made it into a temptation that's still judged according to what, what it was originally. Because originally it was Kal. I made a Kaved, it still looked as Kalis. And a person can have developed addictive behavior and it's impossible for him to kick the habit 99% out of his control, yet it's looked at it as if it's 100% in his control. Okay, so this is what Yisrael is telling us. It's not so much for us to just look at where I'm holding right now, and based on where I'm holding right now, make this call. A guy could have been naturally ha- had a passion for learning, but, you know, he developed a video game habit. Now all he wants to do is play video games. He wants just to, to space out and laze off and watch football games all day. He doesn't want to do anything productive. He wasn't built like that, or maybe somebody was built like that. In fact, here, every ounce of Talmud Torah is going to be Kodesh Kedoshim. V'chohen v'chohen, that's how we make the Cheshven. Um, yeah, let, let, let's read a few more lines here. Oy shem shecha yitzh b'davar acher, asher nodom imen ha'kveit is gam b'davar halazu. Or you could have done one aver that makes something else suddenly become tempting. Ki ha'kveiches ba'adam m'shulavim heim ha'tuluim zeh b'zeh. Excuse me. I might have in, indulged in behavior over here that might have actually created more of a taiva somewhere else that'll also be called something that I did to myself, not something that Hashem did to me. And um, you can have someone who wasn't really tempted to say Lashon Haro, right? And because, uh, you know, he's, nobody listens to him anyway. Nobody uh, pays this guy any attention. So he keeps all of his things. He's a quiet guy, quiet, quiet person, silent person. He doesn't have the chance to say Salashan Hara. Then he works on himself to be a big askan, to be a big community person. He says, you know, it's enough staying in my shelf. I'm going to come out of my shelf. I'm going to, I'm going to be someone who's transformative for Kleist. I'm going to help out Kleist. So he reads all these Dale Carnegie books. He works on charisma. He works on connecting and lo and behold, he finds that Baruch Hashem, he's an Askun, he's able to get out there, be powerful, 
advocate for people, help people. He's, he works for Chaveyrim, he works for Ms. Askim, he works for Askanim, he works for Oiskim, he works for all the, all the organizations, but he finds that this is now developing other things in him. As he's more charismatic and a connector person, he finds a now big temptation to start saying lots of Lashon Haro, because people listen to him now. People pay attention to him now. People heed his words now. The Bizarro says gives us another very frightening insight over here. He's going to, now that he's staying, you know, uh, his mouth and tongue is much looser than it used to be, he finds himself saying a lot more lush and hard than he used to because people now pay attention to him. That's still going to be considered callous and not kvedis because even though that part of him was developed through, even through chesed, through mitzvahs and maizim taivim, nevertheless, these over-talking tendencies is not how he was created, not how the Rebbein Shalala made him. That is something that's within his jurisdiction, and he's going to be held fully accountable for that. Everybody here, that's, that's what he's saying over here. Again, it's going to be look at something that it would be easy to control, not difficult to control. Through his own decisions, he invited this Yetzirah in, and that's not only if he walks through that door, if he deliberately gets himself addicted to something through bad decisions and bad moves, even if he works on something good, but that brings in another type of bad tendency that's also going to be viewed as something that he is fully held accountable for. Now, Rabbi Seinu, I remember, my Rebbeim that I heard Rabbi Sol Salanter from, or he saw from, they raised the question, so what if, you can have some, let's, uh, the two, two extremes are very clear over here. You can have a Yid who is, the Rebbein Shem Hatem Bashaft, in a, a specific, even Hashem made this person very lazy, Okay, so for him, laziness is called a difficult challenge. Rebaisha made this person very motivated. So if he makes himself lazy, that's his fault, not Hashem's fault, right? He's gonna, it's going to be judged like a minor Aveira, not a major Aveira. He's going to get the full brunt of it, even though it's hard for him not to become motivated, but he was created energized, so we still look at that as originally he was created. We are judged uh, always based on that scale, of Kalas and Kavetas, but it's not a sliding scale. It's not It's not based on where I'm holding now. It's based on how I was originally created, what's Kalam Kavet for me. And if I made something difficult for me, it's still looked at as a minor of air, which is very scary. What if it's somewhere in the middle? It's not something I find something very difficult, but not because of how Hashem wired me, but also not because of bad decisions that I made, but because of things that I was exposed to involuntarily. If a person was brought up in a dysfunctional environment, he was brought up by parents that were alcoholic. He was brought up by 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 parents that that had abusive tendencies, and now he ha- he has an abusive tendency, or he was exposed at a very young age to to uh, with you know not through anything that was within his control. He had he had um, environmental exposures, classmates, peers, teachers um, that might have again, exposed him, unfortunately, to, uh, to, to um, vistas that created bad tendencies with him, that created addictive tendencies or, or, or just temptations that are difficult for him to control. So again, he wasn't created this way. Um, it came later on in life, but it didn't come through his deliberate um, bad decisions. It came through exposure to an environment that he didn't ask for. So how is that going to be judged? Developed later in life, but again, he didn't ask for it. It wasn't his own Bechira. It was the environment. Is that going to be Kal or Kaved? Naturally, this is a person didn't have temptations for alcohol, for other types of bad behaviorisms. But he was exposed to it, and now he does have those issues. Is that going to be major or minor? So, 
I heard from my Rebbeim, what I was Makabal from my Rebbeim, is that that's in the getter of Hashem's department, not his department. And the bottom line is, if he didn't choose it, if, if we can't say that you made a bad decision, that's always on the cheshun of the Eivishter, and that's part of Hashgach, that Hashem, does, Hashem can, through Hashem's Hashgach, Hashem can, the Hashem can decide um, to make you with a bad tendency, or Hashem can make you the good tendency, but Hashem will expose you to a bad tendency to give you a bad tendency. So again, that's the Rebbeinu Geshef. So it will still be judged as something that's out of your control, not within your control, since it came um, your way as opposed to you coming its way. And the only thing that's going to be judged as being within your control, even though now it's very difficult to control, is what you brought upon yourself through your Bechira. So the operative word over here is Bechira. And I think there will be proof to this as we go through the, the, the as we wrap up the Mikhtov. But this is what we were makabal from Rabbi Seinu. But before we wrap up for today, let's see if Rabbi Saul again is going to flip that around. And although it's very, very, very terrifying to see that something which may, may be so difficult for me today, I'm judged as if it's easy, and I, I, even though it's 99% out of my control right now, I'm getting judged for that 1% that I have control as if I have 100% control. And that's, again, very, very scary because this guy's going to get really, you know, slammed when he gets to Shemaim Chasasham. Imagine that. He's getting judged uh, with 100% accountability for something that he can barely avoid now. The Chain Latoiv, however, the same thing flips around for Midas Hatoiv, Midas Haches, and Midas Meaning what? As the Bissot is about to tell us, what if I have a mitzvah that's very hard for me to do? It's so hard for me to sit and concentrate, get myself to Shul, get myself to Yeshiva, get myself to Beis Medish, get myself to do Tzedakah, get myself to do Maisim Toivim, to do Chesed. But I work and I work and I work to make it easy. Now it's easy for me. But I was built in a way that it was difficult. But now it's so easy for me to learn. Now I love to learn. And every day I still learn because it's so easy. But really, my natural makeup was that it's difficult. Every day I get reward as if every single day I have to deal with the Nisayim that I was born with. In other words, it still looked as a very difficult mitzvah, even though I made it very easy, so I'm getting tremendous amount of reward for it. The meter is running out of control over here, the, the, the mitzvah meter. Let's see. Sometimes it's very easy for me to do mitzvahs, but not because I was born with a natural passion for this mitzvah. I was born with a tendency to do this mitzvah. Only because I worked on doing this mitzvah. I worked very hard on my hasmada. I worked very hard on my avas yisrael. I worked very hard on in this, and, and it schlepped, you know, again, yanked in this mitzvah. Then, for the rest of my life, this mitzvah has looked at how I was originally created, not how I now have functioned currently. It's looked at as a very hard mitzvah, a major mitzvah, even though now it's easy for me to do, and I get much more schafer. So here's Agav, not just a principle, but a pitch for taking a mitzvah that's hard for you and making it very easy because you can't, you know, even fathom the reward that you're getting. It's the currency is like amplified a thousandfold, I'm doing a mitzvah right now that's very easy, but I'm getting a thousand times the reward for I'm getting reward as if it's a very difficult mitzvah, because I made it easy. Um, therefore, the quality of the mitzvah and the Avera, whether it's considered to be major or minor, how to make the chedron, we can never really measure it on our own, figure it on our own, certainly not based on what where things are currently holding. Um, 
Hashem is really the only one that knows how to make this question. Hashem is the only one that knows how to measure things. Um, what's major and what's minor, because it depends on how I was built and what's considered in my control, what's out of my control, my environment, not my environment, my decisions, not my decisions. The Rebunch is the only one that really can make that call. And we will stop over here for today. And we will continue tomorrow.